Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to Reddit! Welcome back, Bluebells and Buttercups. I hope you are ready to party hard on this Friday episode of the best show on the internet, Reddit Readings. This is episode 134, and this is going to be our slash entitled parents. I cannot wait to get started, so grab that tea, grab that popcorn, sit your ass down, and let's go! This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Welcome back, guys. Hope you're looking forward to this episode, so let's just get to it, shall we? This first story is from MSO510. How do I tell my parents they still owe me $10,000? Ever since I could start making money, I started saving. By the time I was 16 years old, I'd bought my first car, $1,700. With my own cash, and still had $1,500 in a savings account, with a full-time job and a second part-time job. My parents had full access to this account because I was still a minor. When I was 17, my family took a trip that my parents couldn't afford. They asked me if they could use some of my savings and they would pay me back. I agreed. Little did I know that they would use that as permission to take money out regularly. Hundreds of dollars every month for three years. When I finally realized I stopped putting money in that account, opened a checking account and a new savings account at a different bank. The last time they took money out was August of last year. I was 20 at the time. I worked for them as well and many times I would just not get paid. I always kept track of that and I still know the exact amount they missed. I always kept track of how much I should have. In writing, every check, every payment, and every withdrawal I made. I knew exactly how much I should have in my account, and it was well over 10k. And with that money, I wanted a new car. 18k was the cost, and by selling my other car, I had enough, and then some. Or so I thought. When I went to check how much was in my first savings account, it was empty. I had nothing in that account. There should have been 10k or more and it was empty. I went straight to my parents and told them I wanted this new vehicle and asked them to help me pay for it because they still owed me money. They were reluctant at first and denied owing me so much, but I practically begged for them to help. They finally did and they paid the remainder of my work money, which was 3k and they bought my old car from me for 5k. I paid the rest with the money from my new savings account. I moved out last October, 
And when I brought up the money they owed me, I was told they don't owe me more than $1,000 because they paid for my phone and car insurance while I was living with them, and they helped pay for my newest car. We never had rules about my bills, they just paid for it without a word. I'm okay with deducting that from the total, but I'd rather not. It was money I made fairly, and they never told me I had to pay them anything, and I did offer. As for the car, they only paid off my work money, not even the money they took from me. In total, they owe me over 10k. I have no idea how to bring this up and how I could even win this battle. I'm looking to buy a house and have a wedding soon. That extra money would be extremely helpful, and our relationship is still rocky since I moved out. I don't want to make things worse, but it is a lot of money that I do kind of need. Well, unfortunately, that sounds like one expensive but very valuable lesson that he learned. Don't trust anyone with money. This next one is from Oriolbot299. Homophobic, entitled mum tries stealing my water bottle. Now, I'm a fairly active person. I'm at the gym regularly and I've never encountered anything like this. I'm also openly queer, and the water bottle that I bring to the gym shows that. It has several stickers on it, most of them bought off of Etsy or things that people have given me over the years. Most importantly for this story, I have a sticker that says trans rights on it that I bought when I came out a year and a half ago. Now, my gym routine is simple, but part of it involves entering into these hallways that my gym has where people work on mats and do bodyweight exercises. I do my routine, and I'm about to leave when I hear that all too familiar <coughs> from behind me. Now, the hallway I'm in connects to the stairs, so I assume she came up them without me seeing. She's your stereotypical Karen with obviously dyed blonde hair and a kid in tow. This is unusual. Like most gyms, the gym I attend doesn't let kids use the equipment until a certain age. For ours, it's 11 to use it and 14 to use it unsupervised. And this kid can't be more than eight. However, there's a classroom on this floor that teaches kids as well as adults, so I figure he's here for a class. She's wearing a shirt that says, no way vacay. Which has nothing to do with the story, but uh, I thought it was funny. I'm mostly confused as to why she's talking to me, to be honest. I turn to look at her and the following conversation ensues. Uh, can I help you? This is a family place and I think you should keep that at home. What? She rolls her eyes. Oh, don't play dumb. That is unacceptable. She points at my water bottle. What? It's worth noting at this point that although I'm publicly out and use they-them pronouns everywhere I go, I still present really feminine. In most cases, unless I introduce myself with my pronouns, people just assume I'm a really enthusiastic ally. There are many reasons for this, but most of them stem from my own insecurities about my physical appearance, so I won't get into them here. Uh, you're not even old enough to know if you're gay or not. Talk to me when you're an adult. And with that, she leaves. 
I thought that was the end of it, and I would leave with a funny story to tell my parents when I got home. But I was so very wrong. Also worth noting, before I get into the juicy part, is that my 18th birthday is in less than two weeks. I'm also legally an adult, so I would definitely class myself as old enough to know. I'm pretty young, but I'm not like a preteen still figuring out my sexuality and gender. I'm pretty sure about it. Anyways, after she leaves, I leave my stuff behind to go grab a wipe to clean my mat so I can put it back. Given the title of the post, I'm sure you can see where this is going. I get back to my mat and my water bottle is gone. I panic, obviously. Homophobia or transphobia I can deal with. It says more about them than it says about me. But I have pretty severe anxiety and having any of my stuff touched, moved, taken or basically changed in any way is a huge no-no for me. I put up my mat, grab the rest of my stuff and head to find a staff member. I walk back into the weight room and I spot her immediately and she's holding my water bottle. She's standing next to her husband who is yelling something at the worker that sounds along the lines of My son should be able to use a machine's age restrictions and for safety reasons be damned, don't you know who I am? Yada yada yada. I walk over and tap Karen on the shoulder. She spins around and looks very smug to see me. Uh, yeah, give me back my water bottle. It's my property. You shouldn't have these things around my children. We're a Christian family and God says, My mum is a priest, ma'am. I know a fair bit about what God says and I don't think he would approve of stealing. And what does she say about these things you've plastered on your belongings? Uh, well, she bought me some of them. I need you to give my water bottle back. By now, the staff member that Ken was yelling at has noticed me. Uh, what seems to be the problem here, ladies? She stole my water bottle, and I want it back. It's mine. Now, most of the gym staff has a vague idea of who I am. They don't know me by name or anything, but I, my dad, and his parents are all regulars at this gym. They do, however, still treat me as a female. Eh, what are you gonna do? I'm leaving for college in two months, so, eh. Ma'am, I'm gonna need you to give back her things. Karen looks pissed, but she doesn't actually object. She shoves the water bottle at me and walks off, leaving her husband and son to trail after her. I'm pretty visibly shaken. I hate confrontation and I hate people taking my stuff even more. The worker gives me a brief, are you okay? And I say that I'm fine, just shaken. He nods and walks off to do his job. I leave the gym pretty much too shaken to finish my workout and tell my parents about it when I get home. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm very sorry to disappoint everybody that's listening to this show. 
uh, British narrator, and I expect you're expecting, you know, the stereotypical pronunciation of water bottle. I'm afraid I won't live up to your racist expectations of my pronunciation, dear listeners. That is a harmful stereotype about English and British people. And it needs to... Who am I kidding? Water bottle. Water bottle. Pass me my water bottle. Alright, there you go. Are you all happy now? Our next one is from Mummy of... Fuck me. 12,022? Jesus Christ, she's been busy. I'm 33 weeks pregnant and my mother-in-law finally asked me who's going to be in the room. She hates the answer. Surprise! It's not gonna be her. We just aren't close like that. Neither are her and her son particularly. In fact, for other reasons, he doesn't like to be around her. At two in the morning, I received the following text from her. She's at a casino, even though still jobless. So I would say there's a 95% chance she's drunk. So I've been thinking about asking you this for a while and I finally mustered up the courage to ask, so here it is. Who do you have in the delivery room with you besides fiancé to help you and welcome the unborn son into this world? I responded with the following message. Just my fiancé and my son's godmother will be in the waiting room, with my son's godfather in case he needs a break and someone to vent to or needs to switch out for any reason. But since I'm scheduled for an induction and C-section, only one person can go back. As long as everything goes smoothly, people can meet him over FaceTime while at the hospital. I'm not sure how many visitors they allow, but I know they said I can have one person in the room while I'm giving birth and another outside ready to switch in case needed. Since I'm high risk for labor failure, they want to keep the number of people there to an absolute minimum. That includes likely having the same nurses and Dr. Jet being on call to deliver Easton, whatever day I go into labor, so I'm most comfortable. I asked if the godfather could sit in the waiting room just in case godmother got too overwhelmed and needed a few, and they said that's fine. He just can't be in the room. Me and my fiancé have talked about it extensively and rather not have visitors in the actual hospital room unless they say he has to stay more than 24 hours. Then, at the hospital's discretion, immediate family can start visiting. They don't expect more than a 24-hour stay for him since he's perfectly healthy. It's me they're particularly worried about. I'm worried about them not letting him stay with me in the hospital and having to leave my fiancé all alone. But we haven't really gotten that far in the discussion because he refuses to talk about them separating us as a family. If I'm the only one in the hospital for more than 24 hours, at the hospital's discretion, immediate family is welcome. I would just prefer one at a time and nobody under 13 to come to the hospital so I can rest. Everyone will get a text when it's okay to come see him, wherever we are. We will probably be driving him to see people, and we'll need time to adjust to him being in the house, and we're worried about disturbances and that. She responded with, Okay, so you can just swap me out with the Godfather. I'd be honored to be your fiancé's tag partner if needed, and I want to be there anyway. Through the entire process. Like, I want to take you guys there and be on property the entire time for any and every reason necessary. I want to help in every single way I can as well as be as close as possible to my little grandson when he makes his grand entrance. Is there any reason you didn't want me to be your plan B? I do not know how to respond to this while keeping the peace, especially with my fiancé asleep. I want to add, I was living with her and her family when I first got pregnant because my mum died very suddenly last year. 
When she found out I was pregnant, she gave me two days to get out of her house and told me that she would pay for an abortion. I'm pro-choice, but that is not what I wanted. Every time I mention that we got pregnant shortly after miscarrying, she says, Oh my god, I wanted to kill you guys. She loves her grandson. I do not doubt that. She's never been involved in the beginning of life with any of her grandkids, so I'm not sure if she realizes she's overstepping. But as a parent herself, I would think she would know. How do I approach this? Our next story is from a user called Eat Pus Please. Father calls me abusive for getting medical treatment. I'm just going to continue being an attention whore, since my stories about my parents did so well on this sub. Just a reminder, I am sharing these stories because they're entertaining, not because I'm looking for sympathy. And yes, I'm already in therapy before anyone comments. This one is fresh off the press as it just happened yesterday. My parents' favorite thing to accuse me of is being a manipulative liar. Which is funny because I'm genuinely the world's worst liar. I'm too dumb to be good at it and I instantly get nervous and start stuttering just because of the sheer stress. I've always been more comfortable being honest, even when it's got me into trouble. It gets me in trouble a lot with my parents because they really don't like to be told what they don't want to hear. Those of you who may have read the first post I made on this sub might remember my parents are, let's say, wary of modern medicine. They don't like mental health professionals of any kind. They are selectively anti-vaxxers. Some they're okay with, some they're convinced will turn your insides inside out depending on what articles reach them on Facebook. And they don't believe in certain kinds of treatments or procedures for various ideological reasons that are all very silly. Just to paint a picture, my mother has given me healing crystals more than once over various ailments I've went through. They are lucky my brother and I never got gravely ill as children. I was having a perfectly normal conversation with my mother on the phone yesterday when I accidentally let slip I had a consultation booked a week from now with a doctor. I hadn't mentioned it to my parents at all because it's one of those medical procedures they do not approve of. I still hadn't come up with a good lie as to why I was going back into surgery in a few months or so, or how I could maybe explain it away. My mother, already ready to go off upon hearing this, asked me what for. I rolled a one on persuasion. I just couldn't come up with anything that would satisfy them on the spot. So my mother is going off on me for lying. My father starts yelling in the background too. They start making threats to get me off of the family's insurance plan for wasting resources, which would suck because my meds are 350 bucks a month. I just started a new job and my benefits won't kick in for another two months. I get off the phone with them. At lunch, I decide I'm just going to rip the band-aid off right there, right then. I tell them over text the truth, that I knew they'd react badly, and that if they're going to really take me off the insurance plan to let me know as soon as possible so I can hop on Blue Cross. They call me a few hours later. My mum goes off telling me that it's your choice but you're hurting me by doing it and hurting me for lying about it. She's crying. 
I honestly wanted to just start laughing. My dad disagrees. He informs me that he feels that this is a family matter, that he wants me to come down to their house so that it can be discussed in person. My body? My health? A family matter? For context, I don't have a car. Their house is in another city, in an area where if no one drives me, I'm trapped there. I tell him no, that I only told them so there's no confusion why I'm going back in for surgery, and this is the last time it's going to be brought up. That I refuse to talk about it further, and I'm not stranding myself with them only to get cornered about it. That is the point which my father drops this zinger. With all this lying and manipulating and you're trying to tear the family apart like this, I feel like I'm being abused. Stunning. I got off the phone with them and have their contacts blocked for right now so I can focus on my job, which is the best job I've ever had. Best paying, good benefits, and good work. I'm putting this here as a reprieve. They'll get over it. I'll start my application to Blue Cross just in case. It'll be cheaper than paying in full for my meds. Our next one is from Anonymous. Entitled Mum tried to force me to give her son a job. I, female 18, and my ex-boyfriend, male 20, broke up two years ago. I'm going to call him R. R was really creepy, not just towards me, but towards other women as well and he'd been quite aggressive while drunk. So obviously I was very thankful to break up with him and go two years without talking to him. I started a summer job in a coffee shop a few weeks ago to save up for rent when I'm in college next year. This morning, R and his mother came into the coffee shop. It was definitely just a coincidence, as they do live around that area. R looked surprised and uncomfortable, but I carried on as though he was just another customer. This was going fine until his mum made a comment about how she recognised me from somewhere. I just laughed politely and said, Oh, I used to date R. She was really polite and chatty, asking me how school was, how exams had been going, and about how I got the job. I told her I just applied online when she said me and R's father had been trying to help him find a job. This place would be perfect. Or something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing. I just laughed politely and told her that management is really great. She asked me how he could apply to work here. My heart sank. Obviously, I didn't want to be working alongside my creepy ex. I just told her he could email the hiring manager and get her contact info from the cafe's website. I told her that we were very overstaffed at the minute and it's a miracle that I was even offered an interview. And the reason I got the job is probably just because I have already worked in many cafes and have professional barista training. Oh, couldn't you just refer him to the manager? God, she just wouldn't give up. I told her that since he hasn't worked in a cafe before, or anywhere as far as I'm aware, and doesn't have any training, I couldn't refer him, as there was no grounds to support him. Employees are an investment for businesses. At this point, R's mum started raising her voice. Note that R still hadn't said a word. She demanded that I let go of whatever personal issues I have with her son and help him get a job here. I told her that I would have told anyone else the exact same thing, regardless of whether it was R or not. She started complaining about how unprofessional and selfish I was being. I told her that I can get my manager and that she can relay any queries to him. 
He told her the exact same thing as I did and told them they were more than welcome to apply but it would probably be a waste of time. She started snapping at him. Then R spoke for the first time and said they should just leave. His mum agreed but didn't fail to curse the staff out while she was leaving. Luckily, the cafe was empty except for one table. Though no one was too bothered by it. I just carried on with my work. I'm not too bothered by the whole thing, but it's definitely a dinnertime story for when my family get home from work. Alrighty folks, thank you very much for listening. I will see you in the next episode on Monday, but in the meantime, feel free to check out our Patreon and our YouTube channel and links in the description to all the other stuff you can check out as well. Or if you're really bored over the weekend, jump on our Discord and say hi. But until Monday, folks, have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.